Coming up on the Coach Mac Podcast, we get an update on how practices and individual workouts are going for the team. We also look back at this time last year as Coach Mack explains what it was like leading Central Michigan in his first game on the sidelines in Mount Pleasant. And finally, new special teams coordinator Keith Murphy joins us. All that and lots more coming up on the Coach Mack Podcast. It is another week and another episode of the Coach Mack Podcast. How you doing this week? Doing great and uh you know, it's a beautiful day out, and it's even better as we're getting out on the field today, on the practice field, and doing some things kind of as a team. So um, really excited about that. And I got to tell you, the guys have just done an outstanding job. The coaches with the individual drills we're doing in their separate lift groups. And, uh, you know, I really like this format, actually, where we're able to do some things with the football and with some equipment and bags and that kind of stuff. So it's been really good seeing our guys go out there and, and work on their individual skills. Are you out there for every individual workout, or tell us what your responsibilities are throughout this? Well, my responsibility is not to screw it up. <laughs> that, that's, that's the responsibility that I take, and I take that to heart, you know, because I hate to, you know, get in the way. But at the same time, what we've done is we've, you know, broken ourselves into four separate lift groups around their classes and their schedules and all that kind of stuff. Um, and within those groups, then we we merge two of the groups at a time together. Um, and then the coaches are able to go out and actually work with them for about a half hour on nothing more than skill development, uh, individual drills. You know, the one thing in this business, guys, always look for is more individual time, right? Well, right now they, they're getting plenty of it. And I think it's really good for our guys and, and our young guys, you know, that we need to get a good look at. Um, that, that's been a really good part. And really, uh, that's four days a week. And then um, on, on Wednesdays, we'll go out as a whole team and um, be able to do some drills together. And more than anything, just kind of get the guys together and it's really kind of strange how you have to do it because obviously you've got to alter the dressing schedules and shower schedules and everything within the locker room. And uh, yet um, our people are doing a great job with that. And our guys are doing a great job with it as well. How much do you look forward to that coach you and your staff and all the players, like you said, every Wednesday, you kind of are able to get everybody together. What's that like? It's, it's uh it's the best part of the week and uh you know it's interesting because it's uh you know that the, the guys really look forward to it and you know as coaches we're able to get out there and and you know simulate some football and uh something that all of us have been doing for a long time and and uh you know to see the kids out there going through it has been it's been really good Coach, you remember back in uh, the heat of the summer when I was telling you about how I'd go for these runs on campus? Was that before or after your haircut? Oh, that was well before, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> so I've I've moved to the track right there where those Gus Macker hoops are that I know are, are very popular for you. Right. But in doing so, I got I got a fresh peek at your guys were working out at the uh, the Courtyard Marriott field out there, so I saw them and then I went over to the track. And those fields, I know we talk about it pretty much every week, but 
you nailed it. The the grounds crew has done an excellent job. Those those fields look really good out there with the grass and, and the way that they've kept it up throughout the summer. No, I'm telling you what, it's uh, it's night and day. And you know, my hats off to that those guys. You know, and Guy is one of them that does it. And he's you know, it's great when you you know you give ownership a little bit and how much you know those guys really care and they care you know, for their job and, and how they do it. And really, you know, for the safety of our players, it's, it's unbelievable how nice it is. And, you know, I, I actually, it's funny, you, you know, those, those Gus Macker hoops that are out there uh, at the end of the track, um, you know, we've been kind of putting a squad together here uh, Uh-oh. in the office and, uh, but I'm afraid to, you know, to go out there and show too many people up, but, uh, you know, it's it's one of those deals where we've been threatening about a little noon league uh, series going. I mean, when I was running out there the other day, I don't want to drop names, but I think I saw Logan Hesbrook. I saw Albert that was out there playing. They they had a, a five on five game going on, so I can see it start to formulate over there within the football staff. You know, and the good thing is that surface it it you can really sky on that surface now. All right, there's some spring in that in that track surface that those hoops are on. So I would say this, that the net right now isn't safe. I might be able to get the net. I was going to say, I don't want to break any news, but is Coach <laughs> Mack getting up there and dunking the basketball on the track no, surface? I, I said it. I touched the net. All right, I was pretty excited about it. <laughs> yeah, those are pretty cool out there. I mean, it's, uh, I think, what, two two back-to-back courts that are out there, or at least one full court and then two side hoops. So it's a little unique, obviously, with all of 2020. That's kind of been the story of this year. But it is pretty cool to see, uh, you know, the, the students and everybody else go out there and use those hoops to shoot around. Right, and both teams, you know, until we get this uh, gym lifted, whatever that stuff is, you know, they can't use, I feel horrible for the basketball teams right now because they can't even use their own facilities. And yet it's the largest areas, you know, open areas on campus. But until we get that lifted, um, you know, watching those teams, uh, you know, the women's teams out there, you know, bright and early in the morning going through their workouts and, and then the men are using the same thing, you know, with some of the workouts and, and uh, it's, it's at least a place they can go and, and work on their craft. Yeah, and certainly we'll be excited. Uh, great facilities right there uh, with the Dick Parfit Auxiliary Gym and then, of course, McGurk Arena, who just had its floor resurfaced. Coach, I don't know if you've seen it, but the brand-new floor, is uh, it's looking really good, going to be prime and ready to go as soon as basketball season gets here. Yeah, and, uh, you know, again, uh, something to look forward to, which, you know, speaking of looking forward to it, Let's talk about our Tigers real quick, <laughs> all right? Because they went through that skid where I was like, oh, Stratomatic Baseball was right. Okay. Nine straight losses, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but, uh, you know, now they're just on another win streak, and, and uh, anything can happen in that, you know, a short 60-game season. Tell you what, Coach, they are currently – the hottest team in baseball right now. The longest winning streak, six straight victories. And we're not talking about them, uh, you know, feeding on the poor teams. They took down the top team in the AL Central, the Minnesota Twins. And now they've got uh, the NL MVP, Christian Yelich, and the Milwaukee Brewers on the road. And they won again last night. I mean, they're rolling right now. They are. And uh, you know what? I can I can feel it. I can feel the fever. All right? And, uh, <laughs> It's, it's, uh, 
it, it, it's great. And I think it's just, it's, you know, it gives all of us something to follow and root for. And I think that's the great thing about sport. Yeah, it definitely can can bring us together and we can watch something else. Coach, I want to drop some trivia on you because you know I got all the stats and nuggets for you on this on this podcast. There is currently only one division in all of Major League Baseball that has four teams above the 500 mark. Do you know what division that is? Well, I'm going to I'm just going to take a guess with the AL Central. I don't know. What you do you are think? correct. It's yeah. the AL Central which you know, it it has been uh, a little bit mocked in the last couple of years because there's there's been some down teams, as we know, the Tigers, the Royals, they've been a part of it. But if if I would have told you at the beginning of this sixty game sprint that here we are with less than a month to go, the only division in baseball that has four teams above the five hundred mark is the AL Central. I think you probably would have laughed in my face. Well, and I might have taken that bet. Not that I bet. Okay. But I, I exactly. Might have. Yeah, I might have hedged on that one a little bit, but uh, no, I tell you what, it's it's uh, it's been fun, and and you know the the NBA playoffs, you know, you watch those guys playing in that bubble and how hard they're playing, and then you know, not to mention, you know, we had a college football game last Saturday, and uh, and then we've got some more this Saturday, and you know, with with some talks out there that uh, maybe there's another league that might be reconsidering what they're doing um pretty interesting times yeah it seems like every time you you get online or you go and read an article there's something new that has happened sporadically i know your your phone's probably ringing off the hook uh from morning until night about the daily updates you're probably getting with central michigan and just within the conference and football as a whole it is and and uh you know we've got a a really strong working committee right now, um, you know, within our league that, that continue to kind of keep coming up with thoughts, ideas, things, you know, and, and how it might look. And, and, uh, you know, there's just a lot of people that want to be playing, playing football right now. Coach, I have another podcast that I'm doing with uh, another broadcaster with them within the Mac, and we had uh, Buffalo's head coach Lance Leipold on this past week, and we were kind of uh-huh. we were discussing, you know, how difficult it is to relay messages to your team because you as coaches are still trying to find out as much information from the Mac and just from the NCA as it gets released. So. Tell us a little bit about that and what the messaging has been like for you with players, whether, you know, they're exploring options or they're getting calls from other places to say, hey, come play with us, or just in terms of what a spring season might look like. All of that communication and dialogue, how are you keeping them up to date with still trying to follow the process yourself as a coach? Sure. Um, You know what? I've taken that approach where, guys, no matter what we do, we've just got to live in the now mm-hmm. and there's so much information and misinformation, you know, out there. Um, you know, the, the, the part about, um, you know, guys getting contacted, you know, I mean that it's, uh, it's horrible. Yeah. Right. And yet, you know, it's also part of the business. I get it. Um, but at the same time, um, you know, this group of guys, the, our message in, in messaging is quite simple. All we can control is what we do right now. And that's, uh, that's our theme every day is in, in workouts. Um, 
you know, what I try to encourage them is, you know, when you're over here for those hours, this is a time for you to, to remove the clutter from your mind and just work on, you know, being the best Chippewa you can. And, uh, and that's kind of been the message because you can tell them something and it may change the next day. And so really trying to be fluid every day is, is to me and, and, and be as honest and open as you can with everything. Um, and yet I don't think we can, you know, uh, you know, promise something we can't deliver, uh, until we get some, you know, concrete news on one thing or the other. Well, I think you just hit it. That's the most important part. You may not know what the future holds, but you're being transparent with your team saying you got to focus on the now because we just can't control what's going to happen in the future. We've just got to help ourselves and this team get better as we continue to move forward. Right. And, you know, I mean, a couple things, you know, for our players, you know, that we're getting darn close to moving into that new building. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think we're a couple weeks away and, and, uh, you know, you talk about some excitement and, uh, boy, they're doing a great job over there. And, and uh, you know, there's a couple things on back orders. I think there's going to be a pretty long punch list by the time we get in it. But at the same time, man, it's, it, that thing is, uh, unbelievable. Coach, I haven't been in there. Now I've seen some pictures, but I know you, you've got some tours and you've certainly been in there. So let me just ask you this. Is there a single dedicated room for recording the Coach Mac podcast every week? Have you seen something like that in there? You know what I thought we'd do, and and uh, I think what we'll do because we may kind of tweak the format starting next week, and uh, actually get some video and kind of go to a radio show format and still do the podcast. But I think what we might do is maybe stage in some different areas um, that might give some people a look uh, kind of behind the curtain, which I think would be great. Yeah, little little weekly reveal of, of new spots within the Chippewa Champion Center. That's that's kind of I I think that that might be something. Uh, in fact, why don't you bring that up with the people who make decisions other than me? Maybe well, that'll be good. I feel like you have a little bit more pull than me, but I certainly can have those conversations if you want me to. Well, you got to <laughs> understand now. Uh, look, all that stuff I'm not really good at. I'll leave that up to you. <laughs> Now, you said video. Is this because you just want the people to see that uh, it's proven that I have gotten a haircut here in the last couple of months? <laughs> that's exactly what it is. Yeah, that's what I thought. I, I, I actually think we ought to probably have a picture of the before and then the after. Yeah, well, I don't think anybody needs to see that, you know. <laughs> hey, Coach, before before we bring in your, your first-year special teams coordinator, Keith Murphy, I did want to ask you and kind of take a peek back because if you remember last year at this time yeah. – yeah. You were getting ready to open your tenure in the first game as a head football coach at Central Michigan. That, of course, was against Albany. But take us back because that was a 1-11 football program that you took over in December. And then you went through spring ball. And then you went through fall training camp. And you go into that first game and there's expectations. But I'm sure you probably weren't quite sure what to expect. So take us back to that time and what you were thinking headed into that first game? Well, you know, I can remember walking in the trailer into the locker room and, you know, the, the, the excitement of the players and kind of like, 
okay, here's a chance to redeem, I think is maybe the right word. And yet for me personally, and even talking with the coaches um, going into that week, you know, I'm really not sure I had expectations as much as I had just the unknown as to who we were going to develop ourselves into. And, um, you know, it's a little bit like that every year, the first game, but particularly uh, with this group, um, because um, we didn't know who we were going to be. We had so many new faces, uh, guys in different positions. um, And, you know, I, I was so proud of them um, at the end of that, that, you know what, they kind of exercised some demons and I think they started to find out about themselves a little bit. And that's, what's great about coaching. Yeah, no doubt. That was, uh, I mean, crazy to think, right. That that was a year ago, how quickly time moves along. And, you know, here we are in, in September of, of 2020, what what was it like being in that atmosphere? Because that was your first time, and I remember there was a ton of a ton of buzz from the the Mount Pleasant community and just fans of Central Michigan and the football program about that opener in your first game. What do you remember about the atmosphere that night? Well, it was uh, you know one of the things we talked about as a team from the beginning when I got here was you know winning all the home games and making that place you know a place no one wants to come play. And it really, you know, it, it kind of kicked off that theme. Um, and then, you know, I'm telling you what, you want to talk about just week in and week out that the changing of that stadium, every time we played with the building of the new end zone and, and, um, you know, all those type of things going on, it, it, uh, I'm telling you, it is a great place. And, um, I'm excited to get back in there playing a game and get some fans back in the stands. I imagine there's going to be a little bit more reverberation and sound in there once that building is complete and once we can have full capacity or even just some fans back at Kelly Short Stadium. I would imagine it, it's going to be pretty loud in there. No, it'll it, it'll be fantastic. And, and uh, but more than anything, just really for the for the players. Um, you know, that, that, that's a place where there's a lot of great players have played in that stadium. And, you know, I kind of talked to them about, you know, upholding a legacy and how much bigger it is than just them. And uh, I think they're starting to understand that. All right, we'll transition and now bring in our guest this week on episode 19. And it is first-year special teams coordinator Keith Murphy. Coach Mack? Well, I got to tell you, it's it's great. Murph took the time to come visit with us, and uh, you know his wonderful family. I, I I think what we just did is increase our listenership for this one by three, anyway. Um, but uh, now I tell you, Murph's is an unbelievable coach and a, and obviously a great person. And uh, you know, I'm excited to have him here. And Murph, welcome to the podcast, man. Hey, I'm glad to be here, you know, and I'm glad you hired my wife because I know she uh, went to your uh, uh, school in Western Washington, so uh, that was all it, but I appreciate it. Yeah, a little little side note there, his his wife and I, both uh, proud uh, degree earners from Eastern Washington University, and Murph's got, uh, you know, a long background uh, 
you know, out West and at different places, including in the national football league. So Murph, tell us a little bit about where you're from originally. Yeah, I'm originally from the Northwest, uh, Seattle, born and raised, uh, went to university of Washington, actually played football for the, I, for the dogs. I did. And yeah. So, uh, quickly learned that coaching was the, uh, thing for me <laughs> though, cause, uh, they, Coach came in and said, hey, would, would you like to come be a student coach so they could uh, use my scholarship elsewhere? So, <laughs> But uh, but it has been uh, uh, positive ever since, and I've always uh, done that. So nonetheless, I um, was able to go over to Eastern Washington, coach there for eight years. Um, again, uh, Coach Max, alma mater, and uh, make them proud to uh, have a bunch of winning seasons there. Uh, from there, like I said, went to the NFL, uh, the St. Louis Rams, uh, down to um, – uh, Las Cruces, New Mexico, uh, back to Southern Illinois, down to Florida, and now here at uh, at uh, the Chips with the Chips. Yeah, in fact, uh, you know, it's how funny how the fraternity works, but Scott Linehan, who was the head coach and now currently the OC at LSU, but uh, Lenny and I were together at Louisville, and uh, Murph uh, – was tied with him at, at the Huskies and then got on with him when he was the head coach at the Rams and, uh, you know, nothing but great things about Murph. And, and obviously I was able to bring him to Florida and did a fantastic job uh, with the special team there, but kind of tell us a little bit where your coaching philosophy kind of came from Murph. Yeah. So, I mean, when I was at the university of Washington at first, um, you know, really, somebody brought me in. His name was Al Roberts. He 20 years in the NFL, uh, brought me in and just said, "You know what? Uh, I'm going to take you underneath my wing, and, uh, and you're gonna you're gonna learn special teams, and you're gonna uh, you're gonna be my right hand man." So he, uh, for the first year at University of Washington, we we learned the system and learned everything we could. Even started writing a book and doing all sorts of things. And so the the love of the game and love of that aspect was always with me. So for 20 plus years now, I've had special teams attached to my name. Um, I've also did a little bit of kicking in high school. And so in the soccer background, so um, all that stuff kind of works together and, uh, and that's kind of it. So, you know, he, he's telling you something there with the soccer piece, nothing against soccer, but they really don't have soccer in Montana. That was a you know big city Seattle thing. I think, you know, when they start playing soccer. So I know I just killed you right there, Adam, right? Well, I mean, he's speaking my language, Coach. You know, I have a soccer background. So, Coach Murphy, were you watching some of the English Premier League or some of the, the German League that I was trying to get Coach to watch when there wasn't any other sports on? You know, I, I catch it every once in a while. There we go. MLS guys, so uh, the Seattle Sounders are your, your reigning champs, and uh, so I do follow them. But yeah, uh, 14 years of soccer myself, so I follow that all the time. Coach okay, Mack, you can let, just you can hey. just exit the pod. I'll just talk soccer <laughs> with her. I was, was going to say, just let it be known that'll be the last soccer <laughs> reference on the podcast. Okay, just get <laughs> no, but uh, Murph, you know, you talk about you know Al Roberts. You shoot that guy is one of the highest respected special teams guy and really coach. You know, a longtime coach, like you mentioned. Um, you know, as as you kind of go through tell us about a little bit how you organize the different special teams themselves yeah so first of all um coach is great uh, all the coaches are have some sort of uh you know involved somehow in, in coaching a certain phase of what they do uh, uh you know so it's that that part is always good i mean you got one guy that can coach what we call like basically 66 different positions right six different special teams 
But in organizing it, you know, you have to be detailed. You have to have the sheets drawn out to where everybody gets up on the field and, and has their deal. Um, but, yeah, so you try to also keep uh, the positions uh, consistent. So, you know, your, your corners and your wide receivers coach are, are, are recruiting, are, are coaching those types of bodies. You got the bigger guys, uh, the, the linebackers, they're coaching the guys that are uh, in those different positions, maybe on the interior of the punt team or the interior of the kickoff coverage team. So uh, organizing that is, is probably the most important thing and getting the guys familiar uh, with the guys that they already coach and using the same language, too. Yeah, you know, um, one of the really good things is is uh, you know, we've got one of our mottos here is you're a starter on special teams before you're a starter on offense and defense. So um, our guys understand the importance of it and really takes the pride in it. But, you know, right now, kind of tell them about some of kind of the, the individual type drills that we're doing and, and not as concerned about schemes right yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. So that's, uh, you know, having the, the, the spring practices, we were able to get in a few was great, but a majority of those practices are just basic fundamentals because ultimately you have to train the whole team, I get from some starters all the way down to the walk-ons to be able to see, A, who you have and what they're able to do. And, uh, you know, just, just make sure that, uh, you know, you never know who's going to be able to be at, you know, at a position at a time of a game where they have to do something from a technique standpoint, because schematically there's so many different situations uh, in the course of a season, in the course of a game that you just can't coach. You know what I'm saying? You can, you can introduce it maybe once and then all of a sudden you hit it later on. But if, as long as you coach the fundamentals and the techniques, the guys have something they can turn to and use in that situation. Yeah. It's, it's uh you know, when you think about it, there's so many things that cross over uh, both on offense and defense from a technique standpoint that can be carried through the special teams. Mm -hmm. Yep, you're right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we always say special teams is the, the one thing that uh, you can have offense and defensive guys on the field at the same time and they all have to work together. Um, so but yeah, but we also, you know, we try to, to use the same terminology on offense and defense as far as using maybe a near shoulder tackle or a roll tackle or you know it's the same things so the guys aren't only hearing it from the defense or the offense they're hearing it on the safe uh, special teams too so when i say those words that they know exactly what uh, we're talking about yeah so Murph, you know just total kind of off uh subject of the football piece mm -hmm. but i understand that when you moved into your house somebody yeah. gave you a kind of a housewarming present what the heck was that yeah so in the temporary housing uh it was it was great got to know a couple guys around the community that do some uh some uh real i mean dirty work they're out there they show me some pictures doing some crazy stuff but uh but uh for the most part got to know them uh, got to know some people in the community and when i moved into the house you know we used to um you know in, in a limited capacity be able to get together and grill a little bit so uh, they bought me a housewarming gift. They, gift. they bought me a good old charcoal grill where I can regulate the temperature, and I have not used charcoal in a long time. I'll tell you what, that stuff tastes really good. <laughs> As you can tell, we talked about it with Aches last week and the Green Egg and mm -hmm. now Murph, and, you know, Heinz is starting to really do a good job yeah, on the grill yeah. too. But uh, we got a bunch of guys that are actually doing a good job on the grill, Adam. I hear that. Every every week we do this, I'm ready to get some grilled-up steak or some burgers or something going. Well, you know, it figures you'd want steak. I mean, we, we go get the cheapest cuts of meat, do it low and slow. 
and make them nice and tender. That's what I like. That sounds great to me. Yeah, and also on a side note now, uh, my mom owned a restaurant at the Pike Place Market. Now, that's for the guys that don't know the Northwest around here. That's where they throw the fish. You see yep. on the NFL commercials when they go up to the Seahawks where the guys are throwing fish. So, yeah, she owned a uh, restaurant for 10 years there, and uh, I think I got a little bit of that in my blood. That's so. right. That's right. Tell us a little bit about that restaurant. What kind was it? Yeah, it was uh, an Asian-American restaurant, and it was right there in the heart of, uh, you know, they've actually filmed some films there and uh, right in the heart of the, the Pike Place Market. So I grew up working my summers there and getting to know people, and uh, that's really how, you know, got to interact. And uh, I'll tell you what, it was it was great. Got to know everybody from, you know, the, the fish guys down the way and also got to know the, the guys that were just uh, working downtown and, and it's really great as far as the social piece of it, but uh, cooking, I'll tell you what, that's the thing for me. So how close was that to Ivers? Uh, it was right above it. So okay. the, the yeah. Ivers, Ivers was on the pier on the right. water down there. And then so right above it, see how it was a little built on yeah. a little bit of a hill. Yeah. And so right above there uh, where the, where the market was right down the street, actually from the first ever Starbucks ever built. How about that? There's a little history for yeah. you. The first ever Starbucks. That, that, that yeah. is kind of crazy. Yeah. That kind of dates me a little bit. Too. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, since that first one, they've got a few around. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's awesome. That's awesome. So it just, so, you know, the alley there, the yeah. pink door. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Great place. So if you're ever in Seattle, yeah, just one alley up from Pike's Place Market, uh, there's just a door. It's just yep. a pink door. That's right. And I'm telling you, it's an outstanding place. So there's a little uh, little travel for you on the podcast this week, for sure. We got grilling and travel, getting everything from uh, every end of the spectrum taken care of this week. Yeah, that's right. Well, Murph, I really appreciate you taking the time. Excited to get out there with the guys today. And yeah, we've got absolutely. a little special team period. And yes, it. Looking forward to it. But uh, I know this, the fans are going to be excited about what they see from those units. And, and can't tell you again how lucky we are to have Murph with us. So not only that, but, you know, the fact his wife is an Eastern Eagle. That's right. That's even a bonus. That's right. Going to get out there and flip it today. If you guys don't know what that is, you'll find out. That's right. <laughs> Well, great to have Keith Murphy on this week. Coach, it's been kind of an odd year. I know he came in early on in 2020, but a lot of the fans and uh, you know, just a lot of people that are close to the Central Michigan football program haven't got a chance to kind of see what he does. So great to hear a little bit more about his background. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it, it's really good. And, and you know, the great thing as a head coach is ha having the ability to work with guys that you've worked with in the past and – you know, you just kind of hit the ground running, and, and that's the great thing about having Murph on board. So many people talk about offense and defense and making sure you win those sides of the football, but special teams is a very crucial part to winning football games. Oh, geez, I'll say. And, uh, you know, it's like each one of those, you're just on pins and needles, you know, because so many games are won and lost, um, you know, on those snaps. And, uh, you know, the importance of them, kind of gets lost sometimes. You know, Coach, you're probably going to kick me off the podcast, and I won't be welcome back for saying this, but I know Coach Murphy would appreciate. Uh, special teams is very similar to free kicks and set pieces in soccer. You, those are a huge part of the game, don't you think, Coach? Now, now we just made a rule before this <laughs> that we were not going to 
talk about soccer anymore, okay? So, no, to answer your question, absolutely not. And this will be my last podcast that I ever record with Coach McElwain. <laughs> oh, I love it. Well, hey, Coach, we kind of talked about it earlier, but we've got some – some new things in store for next week yeah. and uh, it, it for the fans and people that are uh, very caring about the Central Michigan football program and athletics overall. We're going to, sounds like, have some more content uh, with you and uh, it'll be available in certain platforms and we're just going to keep talking Central Michigan football, although there aren't games right now. There's still a lot going on with the players, with your staff, and uh, just everyone involved on the campus up here at CMU. Well, yeah, and when you think about it, we'd be ready, you know, right now to go down to Hunter's Ale House and uh, get on the radio show. And, of course, uh, sponsored by Fabiano Brothers and, uh, you know, might even finish with a cold Bud Light. You know, Proud distributors of Bud but, and Bud Light. You got it. You got the tagline. Right. Um, but the one thing is I think we'll do is maybe, uh, you know, kind of unveil with some video, uh, kind of do a – an actual radio kind of broadcast, but do some video and some clips of a little bit of the new facilities and some of the areas and, and then, you know, get some people on, uh, and, and, and do it that way. I think that that'll be fun for us. And you know what, there's no reason to break routine, right? Um, we'll, we'll figure that out as we go. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. We're looking at, uh, trying to get that some part of the radio show going again, some, as coach mentioned, video content and, Peeking, peeking inside the Chippewa Champion Center and, of course, keeping the podcast going. Now, Coach, I got to ask, I mean, this has been a big commitment for you, having to spend an hour with me each week. Are you sure you're ready to up the ante as we move forward? As long as we're not talking about soccer, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> you brought it up that time, not me. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay uh, let, me, let me rephrase that. As long as we're not talking about kickball, I'm good. There it is. The digs just keep on coming. I love it. I love it. Well, Coach, thanks so much for your time, and uh, we're looking forward to, to seeing kind of what's in the works with the weeks moving forward. But I know that there's there's big practice for you guys because we do record this on a Wednesday. So hope you enjoy seeing the guys, seeing your staff, and getting out there and just having some football drills and having a practice. Yeah, I can't wait. And I know the guys are the guys are excited about it, so it should be fun. And, and uh, you know what? You have a great uh, uh, Labor Day. Is that what it is? That is, is that yeah. I think I, that's this, coming up. I've lost track of yeah, time this year, but yeah. you know, I, I kind of it's weird because we've never in our in our lives really ever had a Labor Day um, because we're always playing. Right. So, um, but uh, you have a safe and. And happy Labor Day, and, and uh, then we'll get going next week. All right, Coach, sounds good. Thanks so much, and we'll talk to you then. All right, buddy. See you.